Welcome to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. We're your hosts, Nick and Harry. What's up, listeners? We got another episode for you. You ready for this one, Nick? We're back. You always ask. I'm always ready. Let's do it. Let's get a little more advanced with credit cards. We've done a few episodes on credit cards, um, introductions, how to get them, why you should have them. It's time to take it to the next level, I think, on this one. It's all it's what we're all about, building on, like laying down a strong foundation, building on top of it. We're getting into a little more of the, the meat. Exactly. So you saw the episode. It's called churning. We're going to get into what that means. What do you got for highs and lows? Uh, so my my high is that I had I haven't needed to rent a car ever actually I guess or when I have it was like a friend that did it or whatever so um, I was able to use one of the benefits on my card and get like the top level status with Hertz and so I got some deals and and everything with the the car rental and so that was that was pretty cool so very relevant to credit card perks yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, I often um, or often focus too much on the points and the sign-up bonuses and stuff, and ignore those, you know, year-round benefits you yeah. can get with some of the nicer cards. Um, so it was good, felt good to actually be taking advantage of one. My low is, I think, my high in the last episode was that I had received a promotion recently, mm-hmm. but my low is that I got the promotion, but raise didn't go through on my paycheck so they're straightening it out it's not that big of a deal you'll get the back uh, pay yeah 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 it, it, it's um it's not like they changed their minds or anything on there it's uh something went wrong and it didn't get applied annoying. so not a big deal i was just looking forward to the excitement of the higher number um what about you Let's see. High is this weekend I had a flight get canceled twice. That doesn't sound like a high. No, but after a lot of talking with customer service, I was able to get a lot of credits and vouchers. Nice. And so basically made the flight the flight free for all of the, the inconvenience of having to uh, reschedule it twice. Nice. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're asking for that stuff when you have flights canceled. Um, He's hell. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I did have to. Um, low is golf is an expensive hobby, and I've been pretty into it this summer so far, and um, it's a it's a money hole. So I've just been throwing a lot of money at it, but whatever, it's a hobby and gets me outside. So life. That's how I justify man. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, all right. In your mind. So, all right, so churning, credit card churning. This is something that both you and I have been into for a number of years. I'm trying to think when we kind of got into it around the same time. Maybe maybe five, six years ago? Yeah, I was going to say it's been six, six, seven years. All right, so in your mind, let's define it. What is credit card churning? Churning is it's simply the act of signing up, or at its base, most base definition, just signing up for a lot of credit cards 
in order to collect the large sign-up bonuses that you can get for opening a card. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to put it. So we'll get into like the different types of perks and rewards for different cards, but it's yeah, so you've you've probably all seen that credit cards will offer in order to get you to apply and sign up for the card. They'll offer, "Hey, get, you know, 100,000 chase points if you spend you know, there's uh, usually a minimum spend requirement. So get 100,000 points if you spend $4,000 within the first three months of having the card. And if you do that with enough cards repeated over and over, that's churning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do want to call it before we get deeper into this. Um, in a contrast to a lot of our other episodes so far, this is not an essential part of your personal finances. This is a little cherry on top if everything else is going well and you have the time and and attention to give to something like this to rack up some nice free bonuses but this isn't something like retirement saving or having an emergency fund where it should be a part of your personal finance this is it's definitely nice to have and you can really make out nicely um, if you get into this churning thing but don't feel like you're holding yourself back if it's not something you're into. No, we're talking about what, like airline miles, um, you know, credit card points that you redeem for travel, cash back sometimes, right? Um, nothing that's like totally life-changing or, or really important to being able to retire. It's right. just, you know, nice to have some perks and some extra money. And um, Exactly. Maybe, uh, maybe fit in a weekend trip or something you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Um, well, oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good. Transition. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. What in in your mind? Why is it worth it? Because this sounds like a lot of work. I gotta apply for credit cards. Um, I gotta keep track of all of these different, you know, cards. I got minimum spends. Make sure I use this card for this thing. So, why is it worth it? For. For me, I, I mean, I like it a lot because it can offset part of the cost of a trip. And if, you know, the way I look at it is I can spend more and enjoy more of where I'm going. Like I, I, can, I can enjoy that more fully because I'm spending less on actually getting there or on the lodging um, because I'm using points to pay for those things. Yep. So that that's typically I use it to replace the type of travel, the type of flight I would already be doing. And then so I can spend that money elsewhere. But a lot of people's main focus and reason for churning is actually to kind of get a chance to live above how they normally would. Right. Because you can get pretty crazy discounts on like international first class airline tickets or suite at a, a really premium hotel you can find deals for those things and get access to them using your points um, when when that's something you normally wouldn't ever be able to afford. So some people use them for that. In, in an ideal situation, I see it as like you're getting free money or points for spending money that you would have spent anyway, right? Like there's there's a minimum spend requirement on most cards in order to get that points bonus but like say if it's four thousand or three thousand in three months 
you are probably spending that anyway. And so if you put it all on this card, you'll get that. And then, like you said, you can do something, you know, splurge on something um, that's basically for free. Yeah. I I mean, I like just as a personal example, I um, for for a year, I was in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend at the time. And I flew cross country almost once a month for a year and never spent a dime on the flights themselves. That's really nice. I I'd, I'd, I knew this kind of situation was coming up and I had gone real hard on churning um, the year prior in yeah. that year and had just accumulated so many of these points that you know I was able to facilitate a different lifestyle for a year because of this churning thing. I feel, yeah, you can be leaving some money on the table by not doing this like you're like i said you're spending money already you are when you use a you know cash or a debit card you're not getting any points or rewards whereas with credit cards you can um so but i guess it's those are all the pros um it's not for everybody and i think you should be in a certain situation or a set of life circumstances where it makes sense to do this we're talking about opening multiple cards over a period of time. Um, so I would say, one, the first thing I think of is, like, you've got to have a credit score high enough to get approved for these cards. Because if you go to apply and you get rejected, now you've got an inquiry on your credit report and you got rejected and you don't get to, you know, have the card. So uh, most right. are looking for, you know, good to excellent probably, which would be, like, mid 700s credit score i think um depends on the bank or credit card issuer but i would say be there before you think about doing this what else yes. can you think of yeah exactly a lot of these cards you'll see that have these big sign up bonuses are not the my first credit card offerings now uh, the the usually when they yeah, have such a large bonus attached to it it's going to be one of the sort of more premium cards and have a higher credit score requirement. Um, but again, again, to your, your answer your question, what else should you have going on if you're going to get into churning? Um, you want to have a comfortable income to hit the minimum spend requirements. Harry mentioned that a couple times. There's conditions attached to these sign-up bonuses. You don't just get approved and then get the 50,000 points or something like that. Um, one example or a pretty common price point is just have to spend $4,000 on the credit card in the three months after signing up or being approved. And so you really want to be in a spot where you're already spending that much on your card. Yeah. You should not be like reaching to hit that. And well, otherwise you're out of your means. We'll touch on the risks in a second, but that is one of them. You could be tempted to spend a little more to hit one of these bonuses. And this is exactly, you know, you can kind of see the game the the card companies are playing here. Because mm-hmm. you might say, ah, I usually only spend 2K in that period, but this is a really good deal. I'll buy something really yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find a way. Yeah, like I, we were thinking about getting furniture next year, yeah. but I'll just get it this year, <laughs> get the bonus. And then all of a sudden now you have some debt that you're working on paying off and you've totally wiped out any advantage you had from that bonus it's a good one so long story short already be spending the amount you're going to need to spend to get the bonus i think 
it's probably good to not have a lot of credit card debt when you're doing this because you're going to have to hit that minimum spend. And so that's going to be on this new card that you have. And so you shouldn't be thinking about having to charge to this card while you're also like paying off debt from other cards. I think if you're, you know, let's say you're back on our episodes on um, paying off debt, if you're doing like the snowball or avalanche, I think finish that first, like pay down that stuff before you get into this yeah and part of it is is just there's that mental complication like you were saying having to worry about two different things at once and there's also part of that just for yourself um you know if you are going to get into churning you want to have a really solid footing really good grasp on your personal finances before and there's a good chance you may still be in some credit card debt um, you're getting out of it. Maybe, you know, you, you've done the research, you've done the work, you know what you're doing and you're in a good spot. I'd still say, wait, prove to yourself that that really is true. It's so easy to slip into old habits and give into some bad temptations and maybe spend too much on the card. Mm-hmm. So really use the erasure of your credit card debt as sort of a motivation or a reward I like that. and say, mm-hmm. after that, I can get into this. That's another kind of example from my personal life. I was still getting out of the credit card debt I built up right after college when I started learning about churning and reading about it and, you know, I was doing better at my career. My salary was going up, but I was still, you know, on my monthly plan to play off that, uh, that credit card debt. And so I said, okay, once that's done, I can yeah. start looking into opening new cards. So, I mentioned hard inquiries before, like you will have a temporary hit to your credit score when you do this because you're applying and trying to get more credit. Um, So you should not have any upcoming like mortgages you're going to apply for or car loans, um, apartment credit checks, you know, any background check that's going to check your credit. You don't want, you probably don't want them seeing like you applied for four credit cards recently it's it's not a good look and it will temporarily lower your score for you know probably a few months so if you have anything yep. coming up in the next few months uh wait don't do this yet yeah if you're on the lower side like maybe you're you're just into the low 700s and you're going to start doing some churning you might want to be especially cognizant of this or a little more cautious because the you know, if you're in the high 700s and you take a 20, 30 point hit, it could knock you down. Not your, a like, big deal. Yeah. If you're at 710 and you get knocked down to 680, 670 mm-hmm. because of this, you're kind of, you know, the difference is the same, but you're kind of in a different bucket at that point. And that could affect you a lot more than it would affect someone 100 yep. points higher. Good point. All right. So we're kind of getting into the risks. Um, but I mentioned the the impact on your credit score. So when you do this, you are going to have, don't freak out when your score goes down by 10 or 20 points for a month or two because you um, had this credit check. It's okay, but it's a risk. You're, you know, you're willingly lowering your credit score temporarily in order to get um, more access to credit, which is, I, I guess I should have mentioned as one of the pros is like, you are going to get more access. Your credit limit in general is going to be higher, um, which is actually a pro for your credit score. Right. But 
more opportunities. Lowers, lowers your utilization. Exactly, exactly. So, and when you decide to go dark and leave the country, you have more funds to run up. Oh, yeah. More cars to max out. Yeah, yeah. Max those babies out and then hit, <laughs> well, that, you know. That's the number one pro we should have mentioned. Go to Thailand or something. What else worries you about somebody who's like, I want to I wanna get into churning? It, the potential for derailing all the progress you've made up to this point, which sounds dramatic, but high interest debt is one of the easiest ways to put yourself into a hole that's hard to get out of. And it's unless you're going into the payday loan realm of things, it's harder to find higher interest debt than credit cards. Well, none of the banks that are offering these bonuses, like seemingly, you know, a thousand dollars in bonus points, right? None of them are nonprofits. <laughs> Chase right. and uh, Bank of America and all these card issuers are doing this for a reason because it's it's profitable. They're doing this because there's money to be made. Yeah, and so you know, like you said, in credit card interest rate can be what twenty percent more uh, or more. Uh, it only takes a few suckers to rack up the interest, get behind on their cards, and pay for all of the bonuses that are going to out everybody who's responsible with this. Yeah, and that's where it it's doesn't even have to be the suckers, right? So that's why it's so important to already be spending the money that you need to hit these minimum spend requirements because maybe you could, you know, maybe without going into debt, you could siphon off some of your wants budget and say, I really want to hit this minimum spend and get these points. But what if an emergency comes up? Yeah. And so now now you have all this money into the car trying to hit the spend and you have an emergency expense that comes up. Um, on the flip side, maybe you've already got the bonuses, so that's one situation, but you have this debt to deal with or you have to pay off the card and you have an emergency. What if an emergency hits before this three-month minimum spend requirement period is over? If you fail to hit that minimum spend requirement, even by three cents... You know, say you say you had to spend four thousand dollars and you spent three thousand nine hundred ninety nine and ninety seven cents. <laughs> well, they're looking for a reason to not give it to you. You don't get right? the bonus. Yeah. No bonus for you. So you really need to make sure you're gonna hit that minimum. And so if you're on the fence or you're on the bubble of being able to afford the cost, you can kind of get in some bad situations there. Then now you're in a position where you took the hit got this premium credit card, expecting this big bonus, and you didn't end up getting it. That's sad. You just have another credit card. Well, we'll get into, in in the next episode, we'll get into, like, uh, the types of cards that you can have, but that's a situation where, like, you should probably be getting cards that you want to keep using um, aside from just the bonus, but hitting that minimum spend is going to be very important because... Um, Usually, they're these are like once in a lifetime. They they don't offer the bonus to the same person more than once. So if you miss it, that's it. Right. You like you already used your offer. Yep. Just yep. because you didn't fulfill the requirements, you already signed up. Got you don't the get bonus. the next three months to hit it. <laughs> yes. 
Another risk is that a lot of these a lot of these more premium cards that have these huge sign up bonuses have annual fees attached to them. They're they're not the free credit card. You're you're paying an annual fee to have it. Yep. And it's easy if you're again if you're not tracking what you've signed up for and what you already have and which cards you have open, you could easily open a bunch of these cards that have the high annual fees, especially because a lot of them will waive it the first year. So you say, oh, I love churning. I'm going to do all of this, sign up for all these cards. And then a year later, all of these $100, $200, $500, $700 annual fees start coming in um, because you forgot to downgrade the card or something like that. But you can rack up some pretty high annual fees if you're not tracking what cards you have. Which could eat away at the, the bonus that you got. Exactly. Yeah, you could very easily wipe out any bonus you got. Good point. So the, the really the process, in part two, we're going to get more into the tactics behind it um, and which ones we recommend and what do you do with the card once you get the bonus. But really the process is you pick a card that has a good bonus that you like, that you would use. You apply. Hopefully you get it. You do the minimum spend. You get that bonus, and then you use it. You wait a few months, apply for another card, rinse, repeat. There isn't a minimum number you have to do this with. Right, you can do it very casually. Right, do one or two, get a bonus, see if you like it, see if it's worth it, and you want to keep that card, and did you actually take a trip or use the um, bonus that you got? And you don't have to like commit to, I'm going to get 10 cards over the next year. You're doing a one card a year and getting that bonus. I would call that that's pretty cool. That's like yeah, it's free money. It's like that's not you don't have to be maximizing doing five every year. No type of a thing. Um, It's as little or as much as you want to put into it. Exactly. All right, so um, I keep teasing part two, but we'll get more into it in the next one. This is a a lot of meat and content, so we're splitting this into two episodes. All right check in for the next one thanks for listening to this one bye everybody you've been listening to the more sense than dollars podcast 